this old house with your boy. When you open those doors and you walk in, you're gonna look around and say, oh my God. You're gonna look around and say, oh my God. But you walk through the house, you're gonna see things. And they're gonna make you smile and they're gonna make your life better. When you ring the doorbell and I'm like, who is it? Through the door and you say your name and I open the door. I'm like, yo, you're serious about this. And you look up at me, I'm a few steps up on, you know, cause I'm in the house and there's stairs. And you say, yeah, I'm serious about this. I say, okay, come on in. So I'll always be, uh, you know, the spiritual butler waving in the doorway for you. Watching you every time you walk by and you're not in the house. I'm worried about you. Opening the blinds, like, is he okay? I hope he comes home. <laughs> I hope he makes it home finally. Hey boys, you better uh, keep him in your thoughts. A man without a home. That's a rough man. That's a hard man. I really kind of don't encourage a lot of weed speak here. I mean, look, some people can use it. Some people use it well, but it is the most dangerous out of anything. So if, if you have healthy, you know, if, if, you, if you approach drugs with a, scien a scientist's mind and a Friar Tuck's heart, if you don't approach it like that, then you're, then you're gonna get owned. THC is extra dangerous because it stays stored in your fat cells for like 30 days after you smoke. That's dangerous. That means when you, when you get off of it, you, you still have THC in your brain for 30 days after. Like it's just, it's just something, it's just something, you, things that you gotta consider. As the times get crazier, <clears throat> and if you get crazier, and you and you do uh, and you start doing a little bit of self-medicating. These things are made available in in incredible quantities, and that that fact alone makes me nervous. When things are available around every corner and things are being made legal, things that were once never used forever, for the most part, you know what I'm saying? That makes me nervous. Just just that right there makes me nervous. Right there, I'm like, wait, wait, what? Oh! It's not about if it's good or bad. It's not about that. I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Why? Why all of a sudden? That's all I ask myself. That's it. I don't need an answer either. You just got to ask the question. Ask the right questions. Orange 9mm said it best in When You Lie, ask the right questions. When you do a drug, you're not just doing a drug. You're not just, even when you're drinking, you're not just drinking. You're not just having a drink that gets you buzzed. You're not just having a smoke that does whatever. You're not taking this that does, you're, that, you're not just doing that. It's not like an act to, to have a drug is this. You are self-medicating. 
And I'm not, hey, we don't even need to discuss if that's good or bad. You just have to know that it's going on. That's it. I don't judge anybody here. Hey, and look. I'm, I've said it a million times. I, I'm no holier than thou. I'm not better than any of you. I've said that a million times. I make that clear. But when you are doing these things, whether they're good or they're bad, doesn't matter. That's not even the question. But the fact is that you are not, not just taking something, you're self-medicating. You have to consider what self-medicating is, what it means, what the effects of it are, what it does to your judgment. Just You have to just consider a lot, like a science, just like I said. Because you're doing pharmacy. So you need to be a pharmacist and a scientist. You think you just take something, it gives you however, 500 milligrams of straight whatever the hell right to your brain. You don't think that's like a, that's like doc pharmaceutical grade. You're a, you turn into a pharmacist when you do that. And you're writing yourself prescriptions, especially as you get older and life gets crazier. The tendency is to self-medicate more, perhaps. Turns you into a doctor that write, that writes their own prescriptions. Just consider that. Even a cigarette. You're ingesting nicotine. It's a stimulant. You just wrote yourself a prescription for a stimulant. It's not just something like, ah, they sell them, so I'll do them. Or like an energy drink. They sell them, dude. If they weren't, if they were that bad, like you say, they, they wouldn't even be able to sell them. <laughs> you know? You know that sort of moron? Dude, if that's, you know, if that stuff was really bad, dude, they'd take it off the market, dude. They wouldn't even be, like, come on, dude. No, when you're ingesting something with hard stimulants in it, you're writing yourself a prescription. It is what it is. Nothing can change that. Nothing. Nothing, anything this world does can change that truth. Nothing. It's an inalienable, an invincible truth. That's why I say it. So you don't have to look down on things. I'm not saying look down on weed or anything. Hey, look, I'm, we've, already, we've already passed that. You just have to consider the strength of your judgment and your decisions. That's all. You are the amalgamation of all the decisions that you've made and the ones that you're capable of making at the time you got to make them. It's essential to remember that if you're ever going to truly represent yourself as an individual in this world. This is a medication. This cigar right here, I just wrote my I just wrote myself a prescription for, you know, 200 milligrams of nicotine or something like I don't know what it is or whatever. This is a prescription right here. I wrote it for myself. My doctor Baldanders did, and he sent it to me. And cannabis makes you a better person, but at the same time, you've seen cannabis lead people down some bad roads, caps and bad. Truth is, I'm a shitty, anxious, spiteful person when I'm sober. Listen, man. I'm sure we can all relate to that to some degree. Just consider that for a second. And consider where your mind is when you're sober. I mean, 
I mean, you look at, you just said you did research. You can look at these things with a sort of a, a science mind or pharmacist mind, street pharmacist's heart. You know, you can s consider what your neurons are calling out for. What causes, I'm just, I'm just throwing things out here because that mood that, that, <clears throat> that you have when you're sober, it's the cause of something. It's not just that's who you are. It's, it's not that. It's more than that. Just like all medication, they are a layer on top of whatever underlying factor is causing you to become upset internally and project it externally. Because you can't go on trying to get through the issues that you're currently in with your current mind it doesn't work that way you need to you need to do the you know the the technique you need to do a little bit of time traveling you need a mind from the future to solve the problem you're having in the present so just look at these things even a mood the, the anxious mood if you pinpoint, if, if you pinpoint and you define the underlying factors, only then can you attack them. You can't before that. They just, re they just remain anonymous. They wish to remain anonymous and you can't define them. Therefore, it becomes you and that becomes your definition. Always have one eye on yourself in 30 years or something like that. And I don't mean... I mean, hey, maybe you can add you can add career or things like that into you if, if it helps. If that sort of inner vision sort of thing helps, that's fine. But just, you can start with the basics. Just a person who makes the right decisions. We start with, we talk about basics here. It's things that people, maybe people don't usually have their mind on. Are people even worried about that? Those are things I think about. Because over the years, the quality of your decisions are the fruits of your labor. And that may be hard for some younger viewers to have an accurate picture of. Because you need to have that on your mind so you can progress in yourself. Because everything around you is just going to put you back. It's going to put your thumb in your mouth. You're going to be in a fetal position. It's everything around you does that. It's just, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's the fun, fun time town that we're in. So you need the inner leader. There's no, no one's going to be there at the end of the day and save you from anything. No one's coming to help you. Whatever you're waiting on, it's for nothing. I'm positive. You get what you get yourself. Only you are accountable for everything. That's all. Just remember, the world is a factory of powerlessness and misery. It is, it is a, you know, it's like a, like a power plant of misery. So it's a real thing to consider how things rub off on you, what enters through your eyes, your ears, what you discuss. These are important questions because they are what, they are you. They are you. You are defined by the quality of thoughts you have, 
and the quality of decisions that you make. The definition of a, of a good human. Quality of thoughts, quality of decisions. Quality of discussion, quality of curation and moderation. How can you measure this? It's all subjective. V-law, does that mean everything is subjective and nothing has value, nothing has truth, nothing has worth, if it's all subjective? Therefore, nothing is measurable, everything is nothing? I don't know. You measure this by standards of quality, ethics, morals, mores. They are certainly measurable. If you're intelligent. Moral relativism. I know everything is relative. Yeah, I mean, what's they did this a thousand years ago. Oh, 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 okay. Well, then let's do it right now. Uh, uh, uh.